5774 as we approach the high holy days. So I'm grateful for uh, having Ryan finish us out on a high note with uh, lighting and extinguishing. Explosive. Um, so just so you wouldn't worry about Brock not getting marriage counseling by men before his wedding, we are taking care of it on Tuesday night at a soccer field with everybody. Outstanding. So Tuesday night. It would be this Tuesday night? Something about smear the players. Okay. And it goes football and Brock. Football and Brock. Well, there it is. I just assumed that for so many times. You should have it down. I mean, you're teaching it now, right? You have, you know exactly my heart. There it is. <laughs> so knowing that, uh, while you may be a little bit busy, many of us will be taking July off. Uh, I wanted to try and add a little bit to your reading list and make some recommendations. Um, of course, an ever-present classic would be an excellent book. Quo Vadis. Excellent. Actually, it's a very good shelf. Right. Yeah, very good story. And uh, no, from, from, uh, read that, from Even a, if you're not Catholic, it's a great. <laughs> that's book. if you're not Catholic. <laughs> uh, from a from a strictly it's the man. Uh, patriotic perspective. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Browning. <laughs> what a genius! And America's premier. Let's all clap for Thank you very much. Thank you. Beloved bride, the letters of Stonewall Jackson to his wife. Look that beard. Awesome. Especially yeah. if you live in Charlotte. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> this is a great book. And one of my personal favorites, The Bulletproof, George Washington. Oh, yeah. If you have not either not heard the audio book or read this, and you have children or are getting children, you need to buy this book. That's a great book. Yeah, it's a great book. And then finally, <laughs> Verses of Virtue. The poetry and prose of Christian womanhood, and even though the man who put this together has just admitted to some infidelity, it's still a good book. I think uh, every major ministry out there has now completely fallen. So this is uh, so so we're so we're a hundred percent. That's what you're saying. It's Pretty much consistent. So it's okay then. It's consistent. So uh, there it is. And then uh, just a, a couple of oddballs that you might uh, like to take a look at. The Sabbath, right, by uh, Abraham Joshua Heschel. Awesome book. You know, and it's a so great read. You can quick read, read about a Sabbath. It's a quick read, yeah. Yeah, it's a good book. Um, the, Ma the Messiah Texts by Raphael Patai. I mean, it, it's, it's just literally, it's listing all of the, the texts in the Torah, the Tanakh, that the, that the sages said had to do with Messiah. It's not messianic. So and it's not messianic. It's amazing. But it, it's, it's astonishing. Okay? And then, um, okay, so don't read the doctrines of grace. It's not, it's not worth it. Okay, so that was a joke. So, so there you go. Questions or comments? Before we're coming, I, we had mentioned when we come back in August for Bellator doing a Hebrew song shakri thing. Yes. And right now I'm putting more recordings up on my blog that will be just the, the good chunks of stuff leading up to the um, Shema and the, the Amidah. Well, no, so that way for, for the month of, of July you can at your leisure practice, practice those. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're trying to make... Uh, you know, like towards the towards the end of uh, of the fifty seven seventy four, we're trying to make that push. See how we do with that. 
Um, so when I post next time, closing up for our July off, commenting on how well Ryan does, then uh, I'll put a link in there and remind everyone that uh, Hebrew is the way to go for the uh, month of August at our two uh, meetings there. Good, good reminder. Anything else? Does your wife know you have a picture of a gun on the wall? To hide the city. I uh, thank you. Thank you for bringing it up. Just a picture. I just didn't take a picture I, so I could send two. This daughter. is uh, there's a, this is a, uh, a, a a very limited print. I have number forty out of two hundred and fifty that were made, <laughs> and uh, I just think it's so cool with the map, the constitution, and of course the Samuel Cole nineteen eleven. Nineteen eleven. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, my wife told me that. Uh, you know, she thinks that the colors look great, and it really does bring out the room for <laughs> Tuesday night. So uh, tomorrow we don't get relegated into the hall next to the washing machine. Um, but so I did want to, I did want to put it up for you guys to at least go hoorah! It's beautiful. Hoorah! Yeah. All right, um, um, representing yes. the straw men. That's right. It's the manly picture, which we'll soon get. Plus the boys. At least I got the colors to match. You know, I mean, I didn't get a girly gun, you know, pink or something like that. <laughs> so, that would have been fun. Gold-plated 50 calories. Some kind of Taurus thing, you know, who knows. All right. Ryan will lead us in prayer as we bless God for the Torah. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and has commanded us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Please, Adonai, our God, sweeten the words of your Torah in our mouth and in the mouth of your people, the family of Israel. May we and our offspring and the offspring of your people, the house of Israel, all of us, know your name and study your Torah for its own sake. Blessed are you, Adonai, who teaches the Torah to his people, Israel. Amen. One more. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, King of the universe, who selected us from all the peoples and gave us his Torah. Blessed are you, Adonai, giver of the Torah. Amen. Amen. I'll take that. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, I've been given the uh, opportunity to give a presentation on kindling and extinguishing a fire. So that will be the discussion for tonight. And so starting off, it would be good to go over the scripture where it's found, and that is in Exodus 35.3, where it says, You shall kindle no fire throughout your habitations upon the Sabbath day. Okay, so a little uh, introduction. Fire was needed in the Mishkan for heating the box of dyes required for dyeing the Europe's or old covering. Of the Mishkan. According to some commentaries, fire was needed for the smelting and metalwork of the Mishkan. So making a fire is therefore one of the 39 Melkot of Chavs. Basic premise of Mabir or Kindle. The definition would be igniting, fueling, or intensifying a fire. Oh, so you can't even make it bigger. Right. Throwing, throwing logs on the old uh, mm. stuff, I So some examples that are given <coughs> for igniting a fire is striking a match, igniting a cigarette lighter, or sparking a gas burner. 
fueling a fire, adding wood to a fire in the fireplace, adding oil to a lighted cup in the menorah, or raising the gas on a cooking range. And intensifying the fire is uh, blowing upon blowing embers to cause them to burst into flames, bellowing a fire, or removing the glass or covering from a kerosene lamp. Because what you're doing essentially is adding more oxygen to it and causing it to burn and to blow. So, so I have a, Isaac has a question there. No, Brian. Uh, before <laughs> me. Before <laughs> me. So I had the understanding that is assuming a fire had been lit prior to um, shall starting, yeah. then you were able to All keep the fire right. going and or if you needed heat or um, whatever you would need. That's what, what I'd like to. Or if there's a candle that's already lit yeah, you got and you need go light ahead. for later on, well then I'm going to keep another light going. So if I'm looking at this, this is a magnifier or um, fueling a fire and intensifying a fire, if I'm to take a, another candle that is unlit and apply it to a lit candle, would that not go into intensifying or fueling well, that's, fire? That's a different fire. But or from adding wood to a fire. That's the way it got wood. me. If we go camping yeah. and it's Friday night, evidently they would have a problem if you threw the fire, threw more wood on the fire. Well, that and I'm sure like there's there's a lot of exceptions we could think of, but like the general rule is I'm not camping. Like, you know, most Sabbaths out of the year. Right. So like, so let's work on like the general concepts, so and then, then we can go like, well, what do you do when you're camping, or what do you do when you have a, a cold stove or something like that. So, so generally, I'm not doing that to heat the house or right. anything like that. So, when when would this come to pass? But this was before we had like heat and electricity. This was this was they were camping, literally. Yeah, that's when true. they made this. Yeah, that's right. It, that's true. But but even then, it's like. Culture like this, if, if, if it all, I mean, I, I don't know how Jews did it in Poland, but they obviously did, they did it somehow. They roasted it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They moved it as well. Which is why well, there's no Polish Jews. Jews. That's right. But, but, but even in Israel, like, I'm not sure heating or fire for the sake of heating might, yeah, I'm sure it gets somewhat cold, maybe in, 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 in the desert at night or something. But it's it's a less much less on the priority of things yeah, if you're yeah, in like Siberia. If, if it's being done to keep from getting a cold, then there may be some leniency there. And it's interesting, Colby, that you brought up electricity because we'll be addressing that later on in the presentation. So like whether we can use our Kindle fires or not. <laughs> uh, no, no Kindle fire. Yeah. Speaking of Google, <laughs> regarding a flame that does not consume a substance. According to some Hoskeen, heating metal until it becomes red hot is mavir. The red hot or white hot heat that is conducted and absorbed by the metal is holocally classified as fire. Yeah, I would too if I were touching it. <laughs> heating metal in this manner is therefore equivalent to kindling. Okay. So the example of fire with it is that hot. Yeah, that's what we do it in the blank. Just like your cigarette lighter in the curb. Yeah. 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 So the example that we have is uh, one may not sterilize a needle by holding it over a flame until it becomes red. That makes sense. So if, you're, if you have to cauterize a wound, 
you know. Well, but that would probably be all right. Yeah, well, it's, it's a health reason. Yeah. 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 Life. Life on line. He's <laughs> bleeding to death. Yeah. Let's get the poker hot. Yeah, Sharing heroin needles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an issue. All the sake of sanity. Sharing, <laughs> sharing the heroin needles on shop. Sorry. That's right, yeah. Cigarettes and whiskey and wild welcome. This is the That's right. Here we go. So the emergence of new shallows, which Jonathan helped me figure out what this word meant, is halakhic questions. Halakhically, is electricity a form of H, heat that is generated by a current or something, some other physical force? And so the answers to this and many questions are critical in determining the halakhic status of electricity. So in other words, it sparked a halakhic discourse. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> so irrespective of the controversies, uh, later uh, post-scheme have almost universally agreed that electricity and other related forms of technology are prohibited to be activated or disconnected on Shabbos. So with the concept of being activated and disconnected. Um, as I was doing this research, reminded me of kindling and extinguishing electrical terms. Okay, electricity on Chavez. Which, how would he have uh, lit the cigar? If it's the Chavez With the light bulbs. Yeah. But does that mean he can't suck yeah. in on a cigarette? <laughs> He's increasing flame. That's actually absolutely yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. No smoking on Shabbat. You use tobacco. You did tobacco. Got a tip. Got a tip on the show. But then you're cutting your gums. Only if you do it too long. Only everything in my That's why they have smooches. According to some authorities, the milk coat of Magyar or Vishul cooking may be the source of the prohibition of using electricity. So this is especially true in the case of electric lights. The glowing filament and gases in electric candescence and fluorescent light bulbs is a form of fish. Mm. Right, because that would be like selling metal there. Right, same, same deal. It is a I guess that would mean that um, like vacuum tubes are out as well because they operate a little filament. Yeah, they are oper operating on like a thermionic mm -hmm. field as well. Yeah. Word for the word of the day. Can, can, what was the flame originally used for? What's that? In Vishkan? It was uh, to uh, make jives that went into uh, or to metal. Melt metal coverings. And then also to smelt the metal work. I was just trying to think of my in their intention of using fire there versus my intention of flipping on a light switch. Does your intention really is what we're concerned about? Sometimes. Well, Sometimes, but in this case, it's the action. Most of the time. It leads to a question. <laughs> it is. Because, you know, with the Mishkan, it was considered work. 
I mean, how much work is applied in turning on a light switch? It's well, not the work involved. It's not, not the work involved. Right. That's not the exhaustive. Yeah. Well, it. Uh, like has yeah has has nothing to do with effort involved. It's just what the the idea of a creative work. And I've actually heard when when it comes to like increasing uh, electricity, like if you have a a screen or something and you make it brighter, that's that's the you know that's the part of increasing its intensity. Mm -hmm. But even just um, the completion of a circuit, which which happens, the best example is when you, when you're turning a light on. That's actually from from what what, what I've learned recently. Uh, would be a con considered uh, the creating actually because you have in other words if Pete and I are two into the circuit and my hand is the switch all I have to do is close that circuit complete it and now I've created I've created I've built a functioning circuit and I can uh, you know, take it apart and create it just for that switch so it's actually turning something on mm -hmm. what kind of falls if, if you're completing a circuit falls under the building uh, yeah. how about a capacitor and this is this is one of the issues with electricity that you know I mean I'll let, let you finish but it's interesting because with with a capacitor it's actually working in the mm -hmm. reverse the circuit is completed mm -hmm. and it's storing energy holding right. on to it holding on it it's not creating anything it's already been created it's right. stored and an example is your dimmer your light dimmer there's no uh, you turn the switch on and dim, dim it down if you take the dimming up or down now we're talking about increasing increasing intensity, but you take the, the dimmer up and down, you're not increasing the voltage or the wattage in any way. In fact, you're you're simply redirecting or storing it. It's a capacitor. So, or it's so a rheostat in that sense. Your light switch has already done the six-state preparation. Yeah. Your dad was, was telling me that the, the light flipping the switch, the whole creation thing, I mean, you're, you're literally saying, perhaps to yourself, let there be light. <laughs> Yeah. And paralleling back, according to what right. he was saying, back to the creation story. However, in, in Israel, all of the all of the houses have Shabbat panels, right. where you flip the switch before Shabbat. And you just open the panel for the light. There's no the circuit being made. No, no, the circuit's not made until it goes off on a timer. Right. But the circuit's being made. Yeah. Right. But it's, if it's, it's on a timer, it's on a timer right? you didn't do it. The timer did it. I did it. And I have, I have, I have. I did it. I did it. It's my intention that I, that would come I personally on. have a problem with, with, you know, I don't know if holistically or not. If, if it's okay for me to do it on a timer, why is it not okay for me to do it myself? Well, actually, you're doing it either way. Because you're doing it. Well, that's my point. Because you're doing it before so Shabbat. You're not doing it before Shabbat. Whether you put it on a timer or you're doing it by hand. Unless you're, you're, unless you're considering it preparation, and I, as part of my Friday preparation, right. I set everything up so that my gas log would increase. Actually, I guarantee you that's not permitted. If you have, if you have a ignition system that would light a fire for you on Shabbat, that would not be permitted. Would it? Why? Well, ask the question. Well, you know, how would it be any different than lighting the, the lamp? Yeah, that's I, say, I, say I say it's not. I agree with you. But right, I just, unless, unless, unless unless that's confusing, though. I wouldn't think that Judaism would not have a problem with that. If you did it on the time. Yeah. Actually, lighting the law on the time. Possibly. I mean, theoretically, it seemed like it'd be about the same, right? As electricity? Well, you and I think that way, but do they think that way? The question, the, the, the question is, if 
Now, here's here's my question. Now, let's say, let's just suppose okay. that you can light a log, you can light a log on a timer. So, you get so a it ignites. You got a gas log and boom. It ignites on Shabbat. Can I cook food on? Well, wait, no, no, just before you get there. <laughs> to me, that is a permission that directly violates the Torah's plain reading of Scripture. You kindle the fire. You kindle the fire. But you were in there, it would take you do it all the time. But you did kindle it on Shabbat. Right. Well, regardless of what, well, the regression was you are the cause. Right. That, and, and you are the cause, regardless. Well, you're the cause. But, the, 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 the are, but I would say there are prohibitions on even um, making use of, 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 of things that were kindled and unkosher on Shabbat. So even then, you have that safeguard to where if, if I could, you know, and I, I don't know the halakhic minutia of, 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 of the gas log example, but that's, you know, that's, that's, you know. Well, I yeah, use the gas log. Is, the reason I use the gas log so is because it's obvious. But we see that all day long. Our furnaces light and they go out. They light and they go out. They light and they go out. And actually, yeah, true. we, we have to lights. Or the pilot light stays. The pilot light does stay on, but it's increasing. Yeah, yeah. And it does actually, it's lighting. The pilot light just yeah, lights actually, the furnace. Yeah, if you're going to look at the light thing, I, I got lights that come on at right. at sundown, and they go off right. at sure. sunrise. I mean, I'm... That's like the that's like the Shabbat timers. Yeah. yeah. Right, well, I mean, like in my my heat in my house is on the um, yeah. is on a gas uh, lighter switch, and I don't I don't I, mean, I guess there's a pilot light there somewhere there I can see it, but you, or it's electronic. You've got like you got this little teeny tiny flame you can hardly see, that's and then every night <laughs> yeah, that's so. But it does light a different flame. It's not the same thing. Right, which is actually I hadn't thought of that being a problem. Although I really hate to be cold all the time. Well, I, I don't. And so yeah, the electricity um, issue does go on a little bit. There's more information about it um, with uh, Bonet. Uh, some posting contend that with perhaps the exception of electric lights, Asia is not present in electricity. I like these guys. Who are these guys? This is no. This is but this is not a form. Some scheme. You're terrible. <laughs> no, this pagans. Is, this is pagans. Pagans. <laughs> That it's they rule that the electric current itself is not blocking the any form of ish. Otherwise, otherwise, you'd have to shut off the power to your house before Shabbat. Right. Physically shut off the power because your house is currently hot all the time. Currently. If you, whether you use it or not, sure. it's got electric current. Yeah. So that's yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. That's not H. Yeah. And right. if you don't think so, stick so going with that. Abad.org says. The early authorities believed that electricity was prohibited based on the verse prohibiting kindling. However, as the understanding of how electricity evolved, the rabbinic authorities realized that electricity is not really the same as lighting a fire. Rather, they identified it with the prohibition of completing the job. Striking the last blow, yeah. And explained that uh, turning on a light switch is completing the circuit which allows the light to go on. So we have a case that makes metaphors So the silver circuit's already been cleaned, we're going to go. Dimmers. Well, yeah, which is why I have it. But, yeah. So light dimmers are... Well, ex except, no, except yeah, because they're not. Because you, you'd be increasing the intensity. I mean, if, if you want to well, be in a shop well, shop Shabbos home... Well, if you're increasing the intensity, it only matters if you're increasing the intensity of a flame. And they've already classified this as not a flame. They're just in trouble for completing the circuit. Well, no, because I think they would say that even if the 
Uh, electricity isn't a shit. Not even be like a. Right, but, the, item. but the bulb is. The bulb is it, it, yeah. the the red fluorescent metal. Or, yeah. Well, although with the rheostat. Yeah. I'm with you on the rheostat. I'm sorry. I, the rheostat you know, is an incomplete scientific understanding yeah. here. I, the, the part <laughs> I don't get. The circuit's is, been made already. Do you even look at the? I just I don't get the uh, I don't get the timer. But why? In going on with this. I beg your pardon, sir, and I, we got to let you, you you speak here. Why don't I get the timer thing? What do you mean to you mean? Yeah, what, I, what, what I mean is, I get preparation. I get it. I should prepare right. on Friday for Shabbat. It's clear those that, not, that did not were actually rebuked verbally by God. Right. I get that. Sure. So I'm all into the prep. But preparing with a timer, there's no preparation. To, to me, is is, is like either a lack of preparation with technology, or is cheap. So you're uh, totally against timers. I think I didn't say I'm against them. I'm saying that if if we're going to allow the timers, then really, is it is it really wrong to flip the switch? The switch is not on, and I'm. I'm flipping the switch without my finger. Suppose I had the ability to flip the switch by looking at it hard. Suppose I could wave my hand in front of it and, and make it go. Or clap. Or clap. Can't clap. Yeah. Can't clap. Come on. Okay. You know what? Yeah. If I, if I, I guess my point <laughs> is talking. It, you know, if I can't flip the yeah. switch to complete the circuit, mm -hmm. why can I use a timer? to do it. Is it strictly the time thing? I set the timer the day before. To Rick's point, I've set timers that are still working here yeah. over a year ago. Yeah. Shabbat timers what actually kind you of go and set what day you want it. You never set it, you never change it. So and, uh, I, 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 that's the only reason. I, I can see the differentiation from most preparation because with cooking, with every other prep work you do, it's done by Shabbat. Right. Not like taking place on Shabbat. You right. know, like you did before you cook on Shabbat and then it cooks for you. Yeah, it's, right. it's actually complete prior before to the, before we get as to like this, which is it's actually happening. Yeah, I think so. Well, would you have a, a problem then with someone just leaving lights on or off throughout the entire? No, if, if, if you leave one, I mean the kosher lamp is, is that right? right? Yeah. Which is on sale by the way until midnight. Um, so you turn the you turn right. the, the light on and you you twist it and now it's closed and on Shabbos. Right, or even like just your, your house lights. Just leave them on? Yeah, I don't have any problem with that. And and I, I just heard somebody, I thought it was a dad, maybe it was somebody else. Somebody just said, you know, go figure out what lights you want on for Shabbat, because it's getting close to that time, and mm -hmm. we want them on now before the Sabbath begins, to Gregory's point. I, I don't have any problem with that at all. And quite frankly, you know, fire department in New York, my dad was in the last Italian home in Brooklyn on the border of the Jewish section. So his next door neighbor was an Orthodox Jewish couple. So every Friday evening, I mean, in the years before I was born, my dad would go next door Friday, you know the, the game, right? Right before Shabbos, and turn all the lights on for them that they wanted on. That, that's neat. So I, I get it beforehand. Now, why do you have to do it beforehand? Maybe he did it after the shot was started. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, after it got started. Is the shot going? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we, we digress. We, uh, thank you for the uh, opportunity. No problem.
Oh, the Kazanish. Here yes. we go. Opinion of the Kazanish. Uh, most forms of electricity come under the Melko of Bonnet, or building. For example, the connecting of the electrical circuit in order to activate the power of an electric appliance causes it to be functional for its intended purpose. Where previously, it was a useless object. And this is equivalent to constructing the appliance by means of combining separate components. Mm. According to the Chazanish, completing an electrical circuit to activate an appliance comes under this principle. And disconnecting an appliance circuit is also forbidden. The blender has to stay running. Yeah. Keep it on. <laughs> or put it on a rheostat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbinic prohibition. Some post-scheme contend that electricity, that is the current, cannot be identified with any of the principles of the metal code. However, the actual use and application of the electrical appliance is nonetheless forbidden under the principles of certain rabbinic ordinances. So according to some views, activating an electric appliance is forbidden under the rabbinic ordinance of Monique. Under this rabbinic ordinance, it is forbidden to bring about any creative change to a substance. So other forms of uh, electricity on Chavez. Electric lights and appliances. In accordance with almost all views, it is prohibited to activate or switch on any electric lights or appliances such as refrigerators, air conditioners, fans, or dishwashers that may have lights or digital indicators on Shabbos or Yom Tov. However, operating electrical appliances with no lights at all is not Melchot, according to many most people. No, I have a Shabbos uh, uh, aware, uh, no, no, um, uh, oven. And so I can set it to the Shabbos setting, and it says literally, Sab. Shabbat. Shabbat. It actually says Sabbath. Sabbath, something like that. One says Shabbat. And mine is actually has the Hebrew letters. It goes on, and you and it and you you tell it what temperature you want it at, and it keeps it at that temperature. If you want to make it hotter or colder. You can use the up and down arrows, but there is absolutely no outward evidence that you've done anything. It does not beep, it does not change the lights, nothing changes on the thing at all. So you just gotta really know what you're doing. And and that is a completely kosher oven. On the outside. The inside is a different. What about like refrigerators? You have to your lights. Put your light, you got to take the door. Okay. Oh, yeah, then you got to undo the light. Or take, or take the button. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, surprised when I saw that, actually, refrigerators. I was like, oh. However, if you open a refrigerator door, the light may not come on. But it's you going to stay cool. That's right. You just make power go. Do you, do you make the light go? You just made it's going to start trying to cool itself off now because you just let the it It doesn't keep running the whole the time. Power, the circuit's still there, though. No, it's not. It may be off. When you open you it, if it's off, circuit. if it's off it's when you open it, you complete a circuit. It's a temperature-based circuit, and it turns itself off. Absolutely. So you got to be listening. Mm-hmm. And if the refrigerator's <laughs> on, you oh, can't you, open it. you got to visualize it. Actually, if it's on, you can't open it. But if it's off, you can't open it. 
because it might turn off. The, the light, the light is the thing to me. I mean, if you haven't prepped by turning off, I mean, gee. mine has a little hamster thing. <laughs> <laughs> Visualize what you have beforehand. <laughs> you, you can can this this but this, this, this is right. precisely why this requires. Oh, yeah. this, this is precisely yeah, why it requires. Fact, one time they forgot to tape it, and they had to. They actually left it open just a little bit back and put like a plastic. Um, Oh, to keep the cold right now and, and one thing I, I know that this can seem daunting but if you want to be Shomer Shabbos and there are millions of Jews that are modern Orthodox they do this every single week and I would say as a kick in the to most you know aspiring study came out myself even the secular world the non-Jewish world gets the fact that uh, not turning on or like put, putting your phone your iPad in a closet for a day not playing Xbox not you know not logging on Facebook the, the non-Jewish world realizes the significance of that. Mm -hmm. no, the the non-Jewish world. Does. Uh, I mean, uh, the, even the complete secular people yeah. realize that unplugging yeah. is is a, is a wonderful thing to do. How much more should the Jewish world, the, the Jewish mindset that that actually started that concept? You know, that's that's a Torah concept that, that God has is uh, unplugging from electronics. Generally, is a good thing to do. So as 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 much as we can, and, 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 and not to say that I. And Shomer Shabbos, but in this, I've had a lot of self-introspection on electricity on Shabbat because there's all different excuses that I, that I, I use to, to justify its its validity of, of, of using it. But the, the more I think about it, the more it's really just that on my on my behalf. I'll just speak for myself. Is mostly excuses. It's really not as hard. It's just as hard as as much as I want to complain when it comes to it. Also, do you? Yeah, and just the electric lights and appliances. If this illustrates why a modern rabbinical uh, um, reference is required because frankly basically people are getting permission from their rabbi because as we discussed you open the refrigerator door and it's off you are completing the switch even if the light's off you are turning that refrigerator on because the temperature went down so you know if you have issues with flipping switches then open the refrigerator should do it too but the rabbi says it's okay because he wants you to live in a modern world. Right, right. So. Well, that's why it's good to have a rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to say something? That's, uh, that's what I was wondering about. Do you, do you start unplugging your fridges too? Let's put a fence around the Torah and turn the power off on Friday. Well, yeah. unplugging the, the fridge well, is not necessary to from a perspective of a timer because it'll run itself. No, it's not running. That's what I'm telling you. The refrigerator is not running. I got you there, but I'm saying, I'm saying, like oh. it, it will turn itself on from time to time by itself. Yes, that would be like running on a timer. But when you right. open the door and it's off, the temperature it. drop will yeah. cause a switch to go on and it goes off. Which is the which is which I don't know what Orthodox yeah. Jews do with that because that does sound awfully similar to putting like your food in a lighted area and cooking in the sun, which is also forbidden. Well, that's a different problem. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, I mean, you can you can warm it up. There's you know, quick, it's almost like there's like two degrees away from degrees from from the uh, yeah, from the action happening. I'm opening the door, which is causing the, the cold air to move out, which is causing the, the thermostat thing to, to kick on. So I, I'm not so directly sucking hand, cold air. I can wave my so hand and kind of like come on. No, that's still that's a direct. Yeah, because that yeah that would actually be like a. Okay, well I can make it so that I flip a switch that drops a temperature that turns it on. <laughs> no, that's not what we mean. It's exactly the same. It'd be more like it'd be more akin to you opening the door to your house 
for a while to go hang out outside. A while. And the air conditioning. A while. You on. come walking in on Chavez morning, and my AC immediately goes on. Just you. Then, after you, in walks him, and him, and then his mom. And, and then this fella shows up, and all the little kids, and the door is what? The AC's on. The neighborhood one. needs AC. That's right. <laughs> cool off the neighbor. Cool off the neighbor. So with that, certain galactic leniencies can sometimes be applied with such appliances, particularly in emergencies. However, under ordinary conditions, activating any electric or battery-powered appliance is categorically forbidden on shops. Can I just recap to say consistent? So it's, it's just a rabbi opinion about the circuit. So you would say it's like scientifically illiterate? Yeah. It's, yeah, I I, I, it's just, hey, this is the modern world, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. No, well, you know, it's basically But it's not consistent with the circuit argument. No, no, no. Okay. The the fire argument, when when they initially did the fire argument for why you don't need electricity. But this isn't fire. No, no, no. I don't follow that. The rabbis have since, with the further export exploration of what happens when you're talking about the use of electricity. There are some rabbis now who are saying that the electricity is not fire. It's not, that's not but Actually, most say it's not fire. But most the circuit space. issue is something totally different. If opening an umbrella is building a building, then flipping a switch to cause two lines that are not, not together to be connected, they're useless, now they're useful. Right? That's considered to be Bonet, which is which is built. However, what about the sense of a respect? The circuit's already made. I don't know. Uh, mean, I don't know what the rules are there. <laughs> yeah, most I mean, light switches, most modern light switches, actually have rheostats. The yeah. circuit's made. They're not completing a circuit at all. Yeah. Right, but right. Well, just uh, like just to be consistent, the circuit argument. If you say your refrigerator is okay, it loses consistency. But the dimmer of the lights, which is perfectly okay, because it's, the circuits are there, you're not completely... No, I, actually, I would, no. I would think they'd say here's, the dimmer is not okay. Right. Here's, here's the answer to your question. The bottom line is, as with most things that affect the nation or the community, it's not up to you and I to do what we think is right in our own eyes. It is right to have elders or a group of leaders that make that decision and therefore bear the burden of the discipline from God. Now, whether or not you take rabbinic authority and the post scheme as your authority, or whether you take the elders of this community, or you're doing it for your own home, that's a completely different question. Our goal in these classes is to determine what is orthodox, permissive, and not permissive. I am very encouraged, as one who, who, who chafes under authority a lot, believe it or not, I am very encouraged that the rabbis readdressed the whole electricity issue, you know, and came up with a different answer and said, you know what? It's a bunch of crap. It's not fire. Now, it still is completing a circuit. It's, it's finishing the It's the last hammer blow. So let's get around that. Let's not do that. Now, we take it from there. But that's, that's to me, that's the answer here. It's not for you and I to figure out, well, they're not being consistent, therefore we don't have to follow. That's not why we choose to do it in the first place. 
I didn't say that. I was I, I'm just using it as an example so I can tell it. Yeah. It's a good question. So for telephones and microphones. If you're going to go off on the telephone, I don't want to hear the rest of it. <laughs> uh, well, I, mean, I was only kidding. Okay. <laughs> Put a microphone, maybe. <laughs> right, a video <laughs> camera. <laughs> oh! You can turn it on the night before. No, actually. Speaking into a telephone, tape recorder, or microphone on Chavez is also prohibited because the sound of the voice generates electrical impulses, a possible form of H that is on the air, or other amplifiers. Using a telephone also requires the lifting of the receiver from the hook in dialing. Old fashioned. Connects the telephone to the lines, thereby completing the electrical circuit. And so to finish up. Well, that, that's the old time phones, right? Right, exactly. I mean, my, so own, my, my iPhone. Are you subjecting us to that was then, this is now? <laughs> 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 We're going through the Stone Age. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So with that, Don't uh, just to look at the last slide, uh, in any life-threatening emergency, one may use the telephone on Chavez or Yanto without hesitation to call for a doctor, ambulance, Absolutely. or any other help needed for life-saving purposes. Because it really goes back to the sanctity of life. For doing something for life on Chavez? Yeah, yeah, that's a Oh, man. Yeah. Are you kidding? Ringing an electric doorbell is forbidden for the same reason that connecting any electric current is prohibited. Pressing the bell completes the circuit. If the doorbell is lighted, then there is an additional shallow of Mavier and Metka Bay. Ringing a doorbell on Chavez, even non-electric, also poses a question of clean shear. Now, shear is uh, singing with the voice or another mm -hmm. instrument. That's right. That's mm -hmm. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that does make sense. Or, uh, playing music, playing instruments on Shabbat is also a, it's actually a rabbinic around uh, like, so if you press a button and you know, you're hitting bells or recording music as well, it's like a It should be obviously not, not referring to like people, people who would be exactly that. Yeah, 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 you can say it. Cliche is not saying it. It has to be an okay. Yeah, it's just like, you know, a bell instrument. So people who have a Not cooking, that's true. Not cooking. 
So therefore, a microwave is thermally overheating on Shabbat as compared to other devices, such as an electric oven. But it is a sin to turn pizza into rubber. Wait, right? That's right. All every day. That's right. The health issues is another story. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, but Ham, what is Zomex.org? What's their What's their opinion? Because that's obviously not. Show me a Shabbos um, protocol. Well, it was a website that I came across when I uh, put in uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I uh, when I put in a search uh, microwave on the Sabbath, and um, this is uh, the website that came up. And so they were talking about the microwave and how it's permissible, and then they go into the home and hospital setting. So these are not neo-Nazis are hoping that you'll burn in hell for breaking Shabbos, right? I right. just want to... Yeah, and do whatever you want with Shabbos. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, Rick. I didn't see that as their statement. statement. Yeah. Maybe they had a purpose. <laughs> so, here's, okay, here's the answer. I just, I just Googled it and it says, you can use a microwave only if you're cooking bacon. <laughs> <laughs> In which case, you're already in hell. That's right. That's the point. Too late. No way. It's a machine. It's electronic. Yeah. Michael is definitely not if it's just running consistently, tossing stuff in. die of cancer. Yeah, yeah. 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 And this is the time to do it. Well, I, I had something that when we were talking earlier about these timers and, and other things that where the concept of cheating Shabbat came up, um, I suppose that, that sort of, like where do you draw the line with that? Because I know that there are, say, um, like a number of gas-powered um, wheelchairs and things like that to keep people like to where they can who would normally have like an electric chair um, like on wheels not like the shocking device of course um, <laughs> where they would have like um, you know electronic transportation but now they've got gas powered so that it's apparently kosher for Shabbat well you know, and, and, and a number of other like really cool devices are little Shabbat lamps and stuff like that. At what point do we say that something has become cheating instead of just cheating for the sake of our our, our convenience versus well, simply obeying? I don't think Judaism sees any problem with cleverness. Yeah, finding creative ways to stay within the halakha that allow you to do things you couldn't do otherwise. I mean, at some at some level, if you, if you really want to think of it this way, that's kind of like having, you know, turkey sausage. I mean, it's like you want some sort of cool flavor that's like sausage, but you're not pork. Not a sausage. Not exactly. It's but just smoke. But you kind of get my point there. So it's similar in concept. The idea is, though, that, like, um, there's nothing wrong. In fact, Judaism even encourages a certain level of 
leniency where it's possible. The only reason that they don't, they're not lenient on a lot of things is because they consider it a higher mitzvah to make sure you avoid sinning. Yeah, the idea is not to suffer through it. Well, what about, would it, would it be considered cheating? Would you consider it cheating to sell your... your sell? To sell your, um, your comets in your house? To avoid? Put it in a closet. Do you think that's cheating? To put it in a closet? Yeah, put it in a closet and sell it to your neighbor. Is that cheating? I have a real problem with that person. But that is the rabbinic. That is totally orthodox and kosher. And, and I have a real problem. So you problem. can keep it in your house. You can keep it in your house. But you don't have to get rid of it. And, just and have to sell it. And we have had a tremendous ministry to others, giving away our comments rather than selling and taking it back. You go, if you go to Gleberman's, that's, that's right, during the week of Shabbat. He has not gotten rid of his comments. It's yeah. in the building. It's what, there. What, he just sealed it off. And to that point, though, I could make really good arguments on why, it's, why that's actually a, a valuable thing to do, sh should be permissible even in one's home. I, to me, I you know it's 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 easy for um, the the orthodox mentality and mindset of halakha to look uh, extreme or to or to to look like it is breaking the rules at one point. But but even if we put you know if we look at it legally, even in our secular laws, if there's a loophole that's convenient, it's completely like the. Legality of the issue is not is not is not the loopholes are not to escape the, the penalty of the law, and that's the issue is, and that's why I brought it up, not because I think it's cheating or what, but I think many people would consider that to be cheating. When when you go to the effort to remove the comments from the house, when it specifically says in the Torah it will not be found in your place, none will be found in your place, to find a a loophole so that I don't actually have to keep them. You don't have to remove it. I don't have to remove it. It, it, except sounds, it sounds like there is no loophole. I mean, there is a loophole. Well, they, well, they made a loophole. Well, saying that not anywhere in your habitation. It says in multiple places. This is nowhere in your habitation. Well, you have two options. I mean, this is a really particular case. You clean out the house. The things that you can, that are impossible to make not chametztek. You have a toaster, for example. You put that in the closet. Throw it away. You, you, you put it. You know, take it away. I throw the toaster away every every you, you have a hundred dollar bottle of scotch. You have, you have things. You have a bagel slicer. Wait, wait, Bleak scotch. Let's, let's just, just don't get that aside. Right. I mean, there's not, there's <laughs> if it's going to cost you financial loss, that's completely. It's, that's actually uh, to me. That's a sign that this is actually a leniency. It's like, of course, you're cleaning out your home. Or actually, I, I suffer some financial loss every Shabbat. So do we. And, and to Most mitigate that as much as possible, I think that to, to me that I look at that as that's actually a valuable leniency. Of course, it can be abused. But and I, can, I, can, I, can, I can add that same leniency in many different ways. That's what I'm saying. The only reason that leniency exists is because the rabbi said it was okay. And, and, and which is John's which, point. It's like it, it seems like mm. at what point do you start? Almost ignoring the purpose of halakha by just always looking for loopholes and looking for making things as convenient as possible. See, but I think Obviously, the point is to remove you so far away from the commandment that you're not transgressing. So the point is already for it not to be convenient. And and but the idea yeah. I think that we need to remember is that it's not up to us in in, in the rabbinic in, in the melachot argument. It's not up to us to figure out if right. it's cheating. It's not up to us to figure out if maybe they shouldn't have made that one. If we study and become post-keen or, or po posec, uh, a posec, then we can help to influence Judaism. That happening anytime soon, I think it's pretty safe for anybody in this room. You're probably the closest, but yeah, that's the whole idea. It's 
hey, this is what our sages came up with. Right, I was just, I, I posed the question simply, I mean, it's sort of an, you know, advanced along the lines since we're just scratching the surface of orthodox yeah. halakha. Right. So I just, just figured I'd one, throw that out one, there. One final comment I'll share. The, the, the people that are actually making, the, the orthodox Jews that will make most of these loopholes okay. and leniencies, ironically, it will be the pockets of the most religious, the most, in strict. some cases, strict, are, are the, 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 the different poskim we're talking about. So I think if we look at the quality of the men, obviously the rabbis can, can make a ruling which to us may seem like a loophole, but ask them why. I mean, these are some of the most righteous, most, well, you know, lawyers of the Bible, is literally what they are, a, a, a posek. Yeah. And uh, if we can assume that they have the benefit of the doubt on their intentions, on the, you know, on, on the way they're approaching the concept, to me it's, like, the, 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 these are not people that are trying to, to your point, Greg, make it, make it less, uh, less of a spiritual concept. I think there's, there's always the aspect of, of, I think we can trust, to a certain degree, not blindly, but... I think that they're worthy of some trust on. on to, to your point, you even lived, in the if you lived in Spain, if you lived in Spain, and back to Shabbat, I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, and, and that's Wait, what. So, and what percentage of that kind of Well, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. If you lived in Spain, would you question? Would you talking about? To me, the bathroom so, or actually no eating on Shabbat. Well, so, no eating. But so, so, so there's a, a particular Spanish. I, I mean, to me, I, I don't know the proportions, but this is a community of Orthodox, uh, right? A, a Sephardic community in Spain that would not use the bathroom in Shabbat. Uh, that's extreme, and I can't talk in extremes, but but I can. That's the Talmud. That's why we do this. That's exactly why we do this. Let's talk about the extremes, both the too lenient well, and the it, overly exactly. And, and sometimes we talk about extremes, but when we when but when we're going into how do we keep halakha, if you're in Alaska and a day will last three months. I don't care about how that Alaskan person is going to, you know, find what you want. I'm going to figure out, and, and Talmud actually does this, what is, what is, uh, what is the general things where you're, then we'll worry about the guy in Alaska, but let's worry about how everyone does it. To your point, even if we look back in the Master's Day and shortly thereafter, there were rulings made even back then that made things more lenient and or more strict, but a lot of times more lenient for the sake of the people. And, you know. You Passover, know. Passover, Passover uh, um, uh, delays. Exactly. exactly. The, roads, right. the roads are bad. We're not having Passover. <laughs> yeah. we're Next month, up. we're going to wait another month. Yeah. So we'll have second Passover. I'm just skipping. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, God bless you. I mean, most of you guys uh, are younger than Rick and I and have never been in any kind of an elder. Uh, formal teaching, pastoral leadership type position where you got to make some calls and some some decisions, and you know, God willing and by His grace, you're going to make them for the sake of the people, not not just to be a you know an ass or you know, so strict that the spirit is shot. This is and this was this was the this was the thing that Hillel was praised for. Exactly, was that he was the man, not because he was an easy guy, but because that he. Took the people's difficulty into account. Into account. Yeah, yeah exactly. he lifted a finger to help them as opposed to the group of Pharisees that Yeshua encountered. Precisely. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, and it, so as I was thinking about what I had found through this uh, presentation and just thinking about what the red thread could possibly be and what the main message would be from, you know, lighting fire, which scripture forbids. 
uh, from Exodus down to electrical appliances. And this is what I, I guess if I could use the term, felt led to share. Christian in me. Is this, is that, <clears throat> you know, the Sabbath is a somewhat of a dress rehearsal in preparing for the world to come. And it's when we rely on God as our sole sustainer and provider. So we put our own innovations on the back burner. <laughs> and we recognize that he is the ultimate um, creator. Samuel uh, pointed out that uh, the use of a timer is understood to be the same as the Levites adding extra oil to the lamps. So if you burn through, same kind of thing, using the time. So, and and Yeshua says that even the Levites break some commandments, but yet remain in the same. Yeah. Well, uh, I, think, I guess that would be almost like building a bigger fire than you need so that it would burn all the way through the night. Oh. Which, you know, if you, go camp, if, if you go camp with me on Friday night, that's what we're doing. You know, we're going to burn the effect, the you know, what we do. a house worth of stuff exactly to make did. sure nobody's got nobody adds on, nobody added on Shabbat. But we pile it. it on. That's it. Well, okay, so that's an interesting question then, because that would mean that like if you've got your pilot light burning, you can't turn up your gas furnace, like your your got a gas logs type setup. Well, that if it's on a thermostat, the answer is yes, because it's just like a timer. But from my gas stove, it'd be no, because even though I've got a pilot thing there, I'm creating a brand new fire around that thing, and that's, that's, just, that's not good. Anything, anything with a pilot light is going to light a new fire. That's right. Saying. Click, 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 click. No, 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 no. I'm saying if the pilot, okay, in the case of the gas logs, the flame is already lit. You just add more gas to increase the flame. If you've got a thermostat that does that, right. that's fine. If but you don't, and you're, and you're manual, right? then... I, I think to that point, though, it's, it's the gas isn't coming from where the pilot is coming. It's not like the pilot light just increases into a flame. Gas comes here and lights a new fire, here, and then fire. lights a completely new fire. Just On the wood. Completely new fire. So, in the, cir in the circuit, this, the electricity is a different issue because it's the closing of the circuit. With a pilot, you are actually kindling a fire. And you're just using the pilot. You might, might as well have to do it. That you're putting to right. right. That's right. Because if your pilot light goes out, you do have to relight it. Relight it in order to get that new fire to start. Okay, and you can like put you the pilot light out, and, and the and the, gas, the regular thing will still go. The gas still works. Yeah. Actually, actually, an electric electric heater. My mind, an electric heater on Shabbat is more consistent with the rabbinic rule. Even though they would treat either one the same, which mm -hmm. fine. To me, the electric is more consistent. A gas heater is clearly starting a new fire every single time the heat comes on. And you can hear it. Say what? It's going to be the same as the refrigerator, though, because it's going to go on and off based on what the, the temperature is. That's right. Yeah. Right, that's true. That's but it is creating a fire. But well, it is most certainly, and it's your intention to keep running it. It's going to take a fire. And if you take the front of it off, if you take the front of it off, you can watch it create. Oh yeah, I have. Yeah, I mean, it's it is creating a fire. Okay, and you can actually intentionally 
light it too. And even if you didn't intend it, when you open the door and it's winter time and the heater's not on, it's going to come on. By your action, it lit. So what does that mean then? I mean, that's like... It means that the rabbinic ruling smooths all that out. And it allows for thermostats, so forget about it. So it's okay. You that's can one word in New York. Forget about it. Yeah. Don't flip the switch, but it's okay for the furnace to flip the switch. So uh, Samuel writes, Rab Avadia Yosef, of blessed yeah. memory, told his sons, Party. who would be the next chief Sephardic rabbi of Israel, that the greatest thing he could do as chief rabbi is to find a leniency in halakha to make it livable for the people. Right. An example he gave was the Aru. Many Sephardics would say there is no such thing as an Aru, but Rab Avadia said that by not allowing an Aru, you would be more lenient because you are causing those who have no who have to carry children, sitters, tanakhs, etc., on Shabbat to sin. Any rabbi can say no. True. Very good. Good stuff. Thank you, man. All right, so... So who's going to stop using their cell phone on Shabbat? I've given that up. Um, I, I sometimes carry it with me, especially if I'm driving, just because if I'm streaming on the side of the road, I you know, like to let me keep it on my dead. But I would highly recommend to take a Shabbat off, even if you just want to be Shimmer Shabbat for an hour, two hours. You know, don't turn on the Xbox, don't get on Facebook, don't check emails, don't. That's, that's, that's twice. Now, that's just got to check this. How I many of you are actually playing with an Xbox on Shabbat? Okay, that's right. I was playing I tried to we tried to just dive in and do as much stuff as we our knowledge base knew at the time a couple of weeks ago. And we knew I knew that cell phones were off based upon a bad experience I had in Israel. Watches are off. Um, watches too. Um, in Israel Unless uh, they're blingy. Uh, like this guy's watch. What's called? It's blingy. Um, Self winding? No, no, no. Uh, uh, mine's solar. Doesn't even want. Um, what's it called? Uh, right. Oh, the the ones that go by motion. No, 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 no. No, no, no. He was he was saying. I, I'm with you. Uh, um, it's sure. about the appearance. No, when you put yeah, when you put it in the oh, it's got to be it's got to be uh, his jewelry. Jewelry. That's yeah, it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, it non-functional. Yeah. Well, it can be functional. But yeah, it can so be functional, but it's not their okay. pri- it's, it's not there primarily for jewelry, function. Man. It's there as an as an accessory, an accessory. to your dress. Yeah. Yeah. Your pocket square. I mean, that's what Greg just went to your dad just went to <laughs> last week. So yeah. it's, it's the, the your Xbox is jewelry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So with the uh, and my iPad is jewelry. So in it's Israel, fashion. I was sitting and I didn't know anything at this point. I just. Gone over that. I didn't even know that, that, that you were. I, I went over to Israel and all I had were shorts and one pair of pants. <coughs> and I'm trying to look orthodox, so I wore these like one pair of pants every single day. Uh, I must have looked homeless. Must have smelled So yeah, uh, I didn't shower. <laughs> so I'm sitting out on Shabbos in like the, the campus, which is um, the a roof, and I was on the first floor because I had opted for a Shomer Shabbos dorm room and so I'm sitting outside of the dorm room reading my Kindle and I didn't I didn't know. I had no idea. And um, this girl walks up to me, orthodox as can be, and she says, uh, excuse me, can I ask you a question? And I said, 
Absolutely, I'd love to go out with you. This is pre-Lori, by the way. I said, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the extra soul that she had was really Lori's soul. And she's like, I see that you're reading a Kindle um, on Shabbos. Can you explain? Why are you doing that? Since you're sitting in the Shomer Shabbos area. Yeah, and so um, <laughs> the words that came out of my mouth <laughs> are, are very... Mumbled? No, uh, they were very clear and articulate and confident and arrogant because I said, well, I'm messianic. We don't follow the rabbinic And looking back on that, it's very interesting because that's always been like the first thing that I've learned in the Malachot. It's like... I will never do that. Like as a rectification right. for that, the blemish that I put on not only myself but on messianics well, and the Israel rest of us, and yeah. went back to. Wait, do you know Taylor? Yeah, yeah I saw him a couple of years. Ago. That journey. <laughs> so, um, what was her response? Hers. She um, kind of was like, "That's interesting," and then she's like, "Well, good to see you." Uh, Did you ask her why she was talking to you? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't know to ask her. Been, I obviously had no clue anything to she say. She shouldn't have been talking to you. Yeah. She, maybe she wasn't what you thought she was. She might not have been, but I did. The, I recall the first time. I recall the first time I ever saw. I'm not her. trying to alleviate your conscience, but yeah. really, seriously, she may not have been who she said she was, she, or who you thought she was, because she shouldn't have been talking to you. Wait, yeah. why? She's a girl. Orthodox women don't talk to men. Single she, women talk to single men. They don't know. I. It, why is that? A, it, in modern Orthodoxy, that's a problem. Single women and single men can't talk to each other. Uh, Are the company? They were. Well, yeah, we were in a public place. Yeah, we were in a public place. All right. Oh. So it wasn't like one. It wasn't like in my dorm. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, just happened to break it. So I'm Sarah. That was. I just wanted to ask about your Kindle. I saw it through the window. So hearing through. Lori and I, like, we mixed all electronic devices. So we don't do any cell phones, and it's actually like. Really awesome, but like we do the lights. Like we have one light that we keep on, and we just kind of tote it around the house. Um, I don't know if that's technically okay. No, that's no, fine. Because it's you're inside. Yeah. So we, did, we have this one little thing, like we have an extension cord that just goes all around the house with us, and no electronics. And it's actually really cool because it's every time that we had on the tech on another of the melacha, we realized that it's just another way to enjoy the day. And to set it apart, like we have so much more time to sit and talk, read the portion, and we'll find we're like, well, now what do we do? Well, just we'll keep reading, and so it's really beneficial. You don't realize what you're missing by not doing it. Well, I I want to encourage everybody in the month of July. You know, we've got some time now to to contemplate how we're going to react to these, and how many of these we're going to incorporate into our own lives. Are we just going to toss them and go? I'm not orthodox, or are we going to embrace some of them? Are we going to accept that some of them um, we choose to do? Um, or are you going to avoid the whole wishy-washy deal and say, yeah, you know what? Really, how many of them are really a burden? Because I tell you the number one burden I thought walking into this class at the beginning grinding. is that... <laughs> I'm teaching grinding. Hold your horses on the grinding. I may have a little out there from the rabbis. Um, no, the one I thought was just really, I, I mean, just I thought was ridiculous. Right, tearing the paper. 
And then Samuel, who's watching now, he, he knows I've already told him this. God bless him. You know, he wrote to me and said, we take a roll of toilet paper, we cut it in half, fold it up, lay it open, and put it in a Tupperware dish. And whatever's still there at the end of Shabbos goes back in the closet for next week. It couldn't be simpler. And knife? I got knives. <laughs> so Friday prep, boom, boom, and we're ready to go. So I've, I've learned a lot so far. We've got a few more classes to go through from Scott, from Samuel, and from Isaac. Isaac. Um, when we get back, but we should be able to finish within the month of August, and then and then I'll uh, close it up with the grinding, and then we're going to have a major discussion. I am going to warn you now that at the end of August, when we have that class, I'll be asking each man to tell us how you plan to implement this. It could be I'm tossing this crap, or. I want to work on the next three months to get Shomer Shabbos. It, it, whatever it is, you know, no judgment, just what, what did you come out of this with? How, how did you do? And we're going to try and do, I'll try and post a little bit of review before that class. You know, a little bit on, uh, on the various things that we learned about. Yeah, summary would be, I, I'm going to try and do that. The summary would be nice. I'll try and do that. So lay it all out and go, you know, is it? Is it too tough? Is it too hard? What do you think? And is it going to, back to Rick's class three and a half, four years ago, is it going to cause, is it burdens? Will it help you to lift up Messiah Yeshua? And will it cause you to be joined perhaps better to Israel? You know, if these things are true, well, why don't you not do it? Well, I would tell you why not do it. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's here, Shomer Shabbos. Nobody's here. Exactly. And, nobody and, is, and nobody... Unless you unless you stop coming on on Shabbat, nobody will be. Absolutely, and they could and, be. And Greg, huh? and Greg, I, I'm they, the only one. They could be. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Only, I'm sorry. I'm the only one. Could, you but, could be. But Greg, you missed that last week. But that was Greg's point. Mm -hmm. You know, he said, you know, it doesn't matter how much of this we keep. Right. None of us, other than me, can ever be Shomer Shabbos right. because we have to drive. And if you have to drive, he went through it last week. You should listen to it. It's a good one. Um, by definition. You're going to bring something for Oneg, which means you're carrying from the public domain into the private domain. Forget the car, right? And then we don't have the the sitters here for everybody, so you're carrying your sitter. We don't have you didn't bring your your Toledo on Friday, so you've got to carry that as well. I mean, so between the driving, yeah, the driving, the cabin, all that. But to Greg's point. For the sake of community, for the sake of the, the other positive mitzvah, Absolutely. he is, as all of you are, willing to violate that mitzvah for the sake of those positive commandments rather than the negative commandments. Absolutely. And you know, he kind of joked about it last week, but I tell you right now, guys, I'm more than willing to set aside a place. If you want to stop by here on Friday... I will arrange for all kinds of ease of use for you to be able to drop off your sitters, your food, your uh, tallit, whatever you want. Can they sleep? Your, <laughs> your, you know, I'm not going to put you up, all of you at the same time. But if you wanted to drop stuff off for the sake of minimizing what you have to violate, my family is willing to step up and do that for you, for the sake of community. So, you know, if you want to minimize it as much as possible, Joshua Talent came to visit. He stayed at the Uphams on one Shabbat. The following Shabbat, 
When he came back to town after doing his little business stuff, he stayed, as you know, at the hotel right around the corner. It is 1.1 miles. And God bless him, he called me on Friday and said, I need to come by your house and drop off stuff. I said, no, I'm in the car right now. I'll, I'll come by the hotel. I went by the hotel, picked up his bag of goodies, his torn toilet paper, his sitter, his food, and brought it all back here for him. And then on Shabbat morning, he walked, and his children walked. He did not carry the children from the hotel to here. Whether you agree or not, it's not the point. The issue is, he did what he could to minimize violating Shabbat as much as possible, and I thought he did a great job. Actually, in that case, he didn't violate. He didn't. That's exactly so, so right. It is a little bit. The only shocker in the whole visit to me was <laughs> you were here, right? I, you know, it was after everybody had left. It's just that you know the the Uphams and the Talents and and uh, and my family, and you know we're looking at something, and so I don't I don't know pictures of the granddaughter. Pictures of the granddaughter, and I held the iPad out to to Joshua Talent's wife, and she says, "I'm sorry, I can't take that," and I was like, "Of course you can." These are great pictures, but we'll look at them later. You know, that kind of thing. So, God bless you. All right, brother. So we have a question. Yes, question. And then... Uh, and you're not going to say. I was going to say that I, 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 um, I really appreciate the fact that you work so hard to make it easy on people who want to be um, stricter on it. Um, even in areas where I'm not, I think that other people appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, and I certainly encourage those... As, as people are delving into it and, and getting some, some stricter, some saying the same, whatever, um, the biggest thing that I would probably encourage those who want to go stricter is to make sure that when they choose to be inconsistent, because as you've noted, you, you yourself and your family are the only ones who can do it all the way through. Yeah. In the areas they choose to be inconsistent in, that their first concern is probably how they're affecting others. The second concern is their own convenience. I think that would be a mistake would be for us, like to carry an example would be to say, well, I'm going to leave my sador and all of my stuff here, but I'm going to carry my own egg dish, you know, because that's easy for me, and it's too hard for me to leave it here. You know, like, yeah. that I feel like would be unfair to you. That's right. Um, it, would be, it would be exempting myself, but not you from the mitzvah. Yeah. I get you. So I think that that would be, like, the biggest thing there is just as we, as we move forward, and, it, and, I, and I'm not trying to discourage you from being stricter, because I think that um, if that is the direction that you that you feel like we need to go, then I think that you should do that. But I just think that we definitely want to make sure, as, as a community, in your individual homes, you can do whatever you want. As a community, when we come together and we do things together, we try to make sure that our, that our if, where we're cons- inconsistent, it's for the benefit of others, right. not just for us. And, 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 I, and I think the community has really been good about that. A- absolutely. And if, if our, if our, uh, if our stringency is, uh, is divisive, or if our if our lack of stringency is divisive, mm-hmm. then we're then we're completely missing the whole point. That's exactly because right. love for one another means that you have to accept where other people can be different from you. Yep, That's exactly. Right. Sir, just got uh, you know a, a one minute announcement regarding thanking people. Actually, announcements, announcements. It, it, uh, uh, it was brought up a couple times that people had the idea. You know, we should write some kind of thank you note for all of the neighbors, your immediate neighbors, because of our frequent parking Seriously. and all of the, the places over there. So my wife went out and got a couple of thank you cards wow, for all neighbors. And so this was brilliant too, uh, speaking of being uh, accepting of people who have certain halakha. 
for those that don't write on Shabbat, it's probably a good idea to go ahead and sign all five of you <laughs> the same thing today, because uh, I don't think we have another Tuesday night class until way in, into August. Yeah. So if you don't write on Shabbat, probably a good idea to take care of that. What a righteous tonight. guy. He thought to bring it before Shabbat. Uh, my <laughs> That was all Morgan. So, um, and so anyway, I'll, I'll put them over on the table there. With Thanks, is there, is there something that. written in them already? I think there's a, a, a generic <laughs> note that would be nice to write a thank you or, or a quick sentence and then their name. Uh, I was afraid they were obliged, and we need to leave a little little space to write something, but if they're not like the next No, yeah, I, I think there's a small thing. Thank you, Greg. Thank Morgan for it. I will definitely thank Morgan for you. That's actually what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a righteous guy you are. No, we actually, like, I think that's a great idea, just to second that, um, that if we just could do something with the neighbors. And that's actually what I was going to bring up, because um, Colby and I had talked about it, and you too. I didn't know about the cards, though. That's a better thing than showing up with, like, cookies. I think. No, oh, man, cookies yeah. be pretty good. I'll take yeah. the cookies. Yeah. 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 Forget the card, give me the cookies. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? Cookies. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Going. Going. Gone. Great job, Ryan. Ryan, man. Thank you. Would you bless us before we leave just with some yeah. highlight? Just what's highlighted? Okay. May you taste the sweetness of the world to come in this life. May you see your children's children come to faith. May your end be with the life of the world to come. May your deeds affect the hope of many generations. May your heart ponder and achieve understanding of Torah. May your mouth speak wisdom to everyone you meet. And may your tongue bring forth song. As you praise the Holy One, blessed is He. May you... Have self-control to look straight before you. And may your eyes be enlightened by the light of Torah. And may your face shine like the brightness of the sky. May your lips utter knowledge, your heart rejoice in righteousness, and your feet run to hear the words of the Ancient of Days. Amen. Amen. Thank you, man.